0: Of the Agile Weekly podcast. I'm Clayton I'm
1: Jade Mesko. I'm
0: Roy Hennewater. I'm Derek Nambers. And today we're going to talk about uh, what happens, like what are some impacts, um, and how do you handle or how do you deal with uh, taking a team and maybe growing it, like doubling its size or um, onboarding a bunch of new people. Um,
1: Like all at once?
0: Yeah, like uh, not, yeah, exactly. Not over time, but kind of like, hey, uh, there might be some people joining the team soon, and then. Hey, these are the people that are joining the team now, right? That kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, I guess first, like, what is, you know, we probably like talked in the past about, um, like, what happens to teams when members change, but, you know, what's, are, is anything exaggerated or are there worse problems when you have higher numbers? Right, are we
2: talking about, like, doubling the size of the team overnight? Yeah, basically. Because I kind of I feel like that's where the biggest problem comes, right? When you have one team that's about the same size as the first team, now they're, now they're one team because now you have two warring cultures. Whereas if, like, let's say the four of us are a team and a fifth person comes in, the four of us can, like, dominate the other person's culture just through sheer force of numbers, right? Yeah, okay. So, like, that's going to make shit a lot harder because now all of a sudden there isn't a clear majority. But even changing one member of the team, you start over,
1: right? As a team, like, you've got to figure things out things are different
2: absolutely but it might not take us long it might go a lot faster
1: so depends on how
2: asshole the new person
0: <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yeah what if we got put on a team oh geez well
2: i feel bad for
3: those people <laughs> i have some people we could talk to about them
1: yeah. uh so i think some of the risks are like like we saying you have two very different cultures colliding and you've got to sort through all of that uh, you're definitely starting over. yeah. And both teams are starting over, right, from From a culture perspective.
2: I think the danger that you have is the assumption that one of the teams is getting bigger when in reality two teams are stopping to be teams and a new team that is completely its own unique thing is now starting. I think a lot of it too
3: is, I mean, if we look at trust is a big part of teams being successful, right? Yep. Like that yep. is a huge part of it. And if we say kind of the only way to have trust is to be vulnerable, and we know that when you're with strangers, it's hard to be vulnerable. Some of that stuff just takes time, right? So it's like have to kind of posture up, sniff each other out. It's like two dogs at the dog park, right? Got to do a little butt sniffing, mm-hmm. kind of check it out. Maybe 14 dogs
1: at the You know, dog kind
3: park. of like go around. <laughs> and there's a fair amount of like kind of crazy sauce that happens before you can even settle in to then kind of like, okay, I'm going to let the guard down slowly. And it only, it only takes one offense To then well back up and put those hands back in front in your face and say, like, oh. And for everybody. And it's for everybody, right? right. And so, like, there's a song and dance that takes a while to get that trust mojo going, right? So I'd, I'd say, like, my only recommendation is whatever you can do to get that trust mojo happening as soon as possible, and as quick as possible and reinforce it as much as possible the better your results
1: are going to be. But so that's so hard what are, to do, man? What are some tricks to to start that off well? Valium, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
2: big thing is well I mean, the opposite of Valium is don't shy away from conflicts. Like meet that shit head on. Don't try to put off discussions for an inevitable future like yeah, uh, sorry. The opposite of inevitable. Don't try to like put it off forever. You know.
0: I mean the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, eating together. Like yep. sharing a yeah. meal. I think yeah. that's a pretty good one. Um, getting to know people beyond their work role or persona. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think when you're in the bureaucracy you wanna talk about, you know, oh, where'd you come from? Who'd you used to work for? Who do you report to, all that kinda stuff. But when you're when you're eating dinner and it's like Someone mentioned something about having kids. Oh, you have kids? Oh, you're married? How long have you been married? You know, who's who all here is married? That kind of thing. That's um, when people become human beings. Right, yeah. It's like now I'm talking to you as a person rather than
1: someone well, in the org. Track. I think that's a very important point, Roy, is becoming human beings as fast as possible.
3: Yeah. And I'd say like human beings like things that are similar to them. So that's a big part of the, do you have kids like, like going beyond the uh, weather questions, right? Like getting to know somebody the quicker that you can crack that shell and find out what your commonalities are, the easier it is to become vulnerable, right? Like what, whatever that is, right? And you know, maybe it's you ride motorcycles, maybe it's that you own a bulldog, maybe it's that you like music, maybe it's that you it are the same denomination of religion. What, whatever that common ground is, the faster that you can discover that with everybody on the team, the easier anchor point you have to say that person is like me, therefore they're human like me, therefore
1: I can connect with them, right? And if you can get to that quick, that helps. So uh, imagine that you've broken through that part of it, right? We've become humans to each other. What's next? Um I think some of that goes back to what Roy
0: mentioned of like the warring cultures, right? Cuz everyone's everyone's got their own maybe practices or things that they're used to or um I don't know cultural norms really. And so some of those things I think are pretty easy to merge, like they're not too different. Some of them it feels like you have to make like it feels like people get like really like Machiavellian where it's like I'm going to make a peace offering and let you keep this thing that I think is trivial because I want you – I'm expecting you're going to cave on these other things and give them up. Um, a lot of social manipulation. and Yeah. Like it, I don't think it's maybe intentional that way, but it seems like it shakes out that way from a cultural perspective. It's
2: like new team formation should not be a contract negotiation. Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's,
3: it's interesting I, I think of it as similar to a marriage, right, and so you know Which you, is you, a contract
2: negotiation well, <laughs> can be especially
3: depending on the state um, I, I think you know you have two people come together, but in reality, you tend to have two extended families come together, and with yeah. that you have the culture of those families, you have the um, kind of, of not necessarily the practices, but some of the values, some of the traditions, maybe traditions is a better word than practices. You know, I see a ton of people when they get married, one of the biggest fights are like, oh crap, now we have to figure out Christmas and Thanksgiving, right? Like, it's really easy if, you know, my family celebrates it on Christmas Eve and yours is on Christmas Day, whoo, we dodged that bullet, no big deal, we're all happy. But what happens when... The tradition for both of us is Christmas Day, right? And so one of the things I see in families that do things well is they figure out um, how to preserve the traditions that are the most important, where people can do the best to to get to get preserve what they need to out of that, right? Um, And then I think the other thing is they create new traditions together that are separate from either one of their extended family's traditions. And I think teams have to do the same thing where there are going to be certain practices and certain things that are just too emotional to let go of. And finding, like, how do I give you enough of your practices so you don't feel like you're losing everything? I have enough of my practices so I don't feel like I'm losing everything. And how do we create some new practices together where we can own those together and we're setting those new practices as a, a team, right, that we, we collectively built, right? So it, so wasn't, that, it, w- it wasn't through negotiation. It was truly how do we make a new practice that is better that neither one of us has ever seen.
0: So mm-hmm. what, what if, like, one of the practices – uh, our traditions is like just completely egregious to the other team, like we, like uh, my wife's family. File every, for a divorce. Every time they you know they get together every Easter and sacrifice a goat and, <laughs> and a pentagon, right? Or like a code <laughs> example, the other team wants to use quit. <laughs>
1: Like, how do you reconcile those things? You sacrifice
3: those people. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think sometimes those might be the ones where... You have to fight about that, right? Well, and I think some of those are ones where you might have to do the new tradition, right? Like, uh, you know, I I want art, you want Gwitter, whatever the case may be, and so... (laughs) God. We, we <laughs> we'll, we'll have Chris McQuaana <laughs> right, like, Kwanzaa so you, you want .net? I, I want like Cobol and so we're gonna have to learn Ruby together because that's the only like the okay the, like
2: <laughs> if but, I can't get my way then you can't get your way either and damn it we're neither of us are yeah, gonna get well, our way I we're mean, gonna discover I, a new way together I think
3: there are things where you, like you don't want to compromise just for the sake of compromise or everybody walks away pissed off right like if I just compromise and say fine we'll use .net then like I'm just gonna always be bitter and angry and pissed off that we did that Right, well, yeah you're using but, .net. But, but, <laughs> Well, well, the option was Cobol, so like, you know, I mean, he's going to be pretty pissed off know. too, right? But but I, I think the, the, the point being is sometimes you're going to have to let go, if nothing else, to say, like, I'm vulnerable to have to do something totally new and you're vulnerable to have to do something totally new. And we're going to have to do discover that together and go through all of that pain together. And as part of that, we're going to come out way more unified about that thing than trying to coerce you to do the thing that I wanted
1: to do. I think there's an important step that needs to happen before that, that will make that journey a lot easier, is understanding what everybody's hopes and, yeah. and desires yeah. are for being together, right? right? We're we're creating this new family, like, what do we want out of this? Right. And I think it eases the, the burden of negotiating some of those practices. Well,
0: okay, so in like the, the team example, right, so... Like, say you're in a corporation and you get reorged, right? And so now you have this team of five people and now it's 10 people because of the reorg. Like, those people probably don't have any hopes and dreams of being on that team other than, like, I'm glad I didn't get fired, right? And uh, I don't know. Like, how do you solve that problem? Or how would you have that conversation when it's maybe not voluntary?
2: Well, I think even when. the team formation is not voluntary. It doesn't take away from the fact that every single human being has hopes and dreams about their life in general. Okay. And I think those are the ones that are valuable because those are the basis for which every single decision they make like, comes into play. Okay. That makes and, sense. And it becomes a lot easier to understand why uh, – even if I don't agree with it, Derek might want to use .NET if I understand what he's so obtained from that. that. I want to use Uh, Google. I'm sorry. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, if I know the why, uh, he's making that decision that makes it a lot easier to understand. And it helps uh, make it a lot easier to find a solution in my work for both of us. So
0: there's some empathy aspect to it, I guess, right? Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: So we've become human. We understand our hopes and dreams. Uh, We've figured out the non negotiables, we've created new traditions, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It sounds not getting to work. Now you gotta get something done. Yeah. So now what? Start working. Just do it. Jump right in. So what does that what does that look like?
0: I mean is is there any real like does that ever ever does it ever look a certain way? I mean it's in well, that yeah. kind of just, I think there's uh, a
1: huge temptation to
2: put that off as long as possible. Yeah, or to because or to yeah. go back to your old teams. Yeah. Yeah. And work work in uh, two siloed groups.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for like just having to deal with that stuff and then uh, to reflect on it, right like I think those are the two two important things. It's like you just have to step forward, right So going back to the marriage example, like I am so nervous about going to your family's house on New Year's Eve and whatever that tradition is, but like the longer I put that off and the more I mope about it and the more I freak out about it, like that doesn't help me. just going. And then recapping and either going like, that wasn't bad. I really ended up, your brother was really cool. And we hung out and like, that was really cool. I can't wait to go back next year, right? Or it might be like, oh my God, that was so miserable. Your sister hates my guts. Like, you know, let's figure out how do we deal with this going forward. But like the only way you're going to know that is to do it. And I think that, that that's the other thing is just do the things you need to do together as a team so that you can figure them out and make them better for the next time.
1: So making it real as soon as possible. Make it real yeah. as soon as possible. And fully engaging.
3: Yep. Hmm rip the band-aid off
0: um i guess and at that point are you in kind of the you know storming forming norming kind of you're going to be in that pattern at that yeah point? you're going to be in storming
2: well okay. you're still Ideally. really informing right, right. Yeah. that's true but so, i mean when you start of politeness but at when this you point. when you start working together is when the storming is going to start happening because that's when like first you were like negotiated but now that shit becomes real does it happen right away Probably not. Like, I don't think that all of those issues are going to surface, and I think it's going to – it's probably going to have to – all the little things are going to have to build up to a point where it exceeds a threshold right. and then all of a sudden the, somebody's going to explode. Or there's right.
0: say like some contentious issue, right? Where like right.
2: We were able to get by pretending
0: like everything was fine, but now there's this like actual fork in the road that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a you, single big issue that all of a sudden becomes the thing? Right, where that's maybe where people would want to go back to like bad behaviors or you know go, go back to their own old team, quote unquote, whatever, that kind of thing. Mm. So
1: you're not going to see those things right away. Yeah. I mean, probably. I don't even know. Everybody's to... on their best behavior usually at this point. Yeah. I don't even know what the yes. timeline for that's going to be. But I, It's like you said. There's going to be a bunch of little things that build up until somebody loses it. Right. Well,
0: and I think it depends on how like how much of the actual real work you're doing. I think the more, more real work you can actually do, the probably the faster it would happen. That makes sense. But the more time that you spend kind of dancing around that or like taking it easy – I also also think sometimes it just you have to wait for the right
3: event to happen right going back to the marriage example like Thanksgiving was great like we both our both our traditions didn't conflict and what Christmas was great they didn't conflict and then we get to Easter and there's a massive conflict on this right like
2: fireworks are gonna happen because... It, it almost makes it worse because it's like, you were so complacent yeah. the last two holidays, right, why right. can't you just give in right. this one? Well,
3: well, you fall in the illusion of the last, the last holidays all worked fine, like, what's wrong with us now that all of a sudden we have this right. problem? And so I think... Teams can fall in that same thing where it's like they feel like they've maybe are more into the norming stage just because of, they haven't encountered because they're actually in con- the forming they haven't <laughs> right. encountered real conflict together, right? right? Like hey, like we all got together and we agree with, all on the same language and hey, we got together and we agree on like 95% of the practice. Hey, we and it's not until that first thing that there's like a violent disagreement on that it's like, "Whoa, shit, like we haven't learned how to deal with conflict together." And now <laughs> and we're, we're just going to be spending to have the rest to do of our that. lives together. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So What about the expectations, especially the external expectations of this team? Do you, uh, like if you're managing this team or responsible for their output in some way, do you say like, it's going to be rough for them for a while, so like maybe we shouldn't expect too much?
2: No, I think you should expect more because that's what makes it happen quicker. Like get that shit over with.
3: I I think if you're true to yourself, you should not expect nearly as much from them. I think the problem is in reality, most people... Completely minimize the amount of pain that is introduced by doing that. I'm not saying don't expect anything from them, and I'm not saying that lower your expectations to them, but I think you have right. to be real to yourself that Right. You know, even if you tell them like, "Hey, I'm expect, I'm still expecting a lot out of you right. to help motivate them
2: to that's, move through." That's that the big conflict. difference. Is don't tell them you've lowered right. your expectations, right. but realistically, lower so don't your don't
1: abuse them when they don't hit your right. expectations. So, so what we're saying is lie to the team about your expectations oh, of them. Uh, yeah,
3: I, I don't think it's lying. I mean, I think you could say like, "Hey, I know this is really hard stuff, but I'm not just going to give you a free pass for this." And then if they sit there and do nothing and they don't actually try to form and they don't try to do that, sure. you should beat them with a stick and say like, "This is crap. You're not even trying." But mm-hmm. if they're trying really and they're dealing with conflict there's all sorts of problems like you shouldn't beat them because they're trying to do the right thing right like you you should you should do it A court. i shouldn't beat anybody anyways but you you should do it you, you, your your accountability should match that the the results they're attempting to get
0: right? Sure. all right well i think that's all the time we have so thanks for listening Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode, head over to integrumtechcom slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up-to-date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at AgileWeekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Inneagram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.
2: Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.